0: He knocks the signs of crazy fire. Steps away from the attention, Smith. Fire! They find Bayen
3: Finnis. and Finnis. Fast two. fast three. He's clipped there, but he's still going. The referee plays
2: advantage. That's a penalty. Bayen Finnis. Master taking on. taking on five players. Beat the lock. I'm at the cat down in the penalty area.
4: Live interviews. When I was young, Mum and used to give me a listen. and I said to him one day, "You're gonna. I said to him one day, "You're gonna. I'm gonna be playing with you." And it, to be that, he was the one that I remember him going down to the line and just crossing it back and me sliding in with my left foot all them years ago and putting it in. And I think, I, I, I remember it, and I know nearly every Shepard Wednesday I remember it because they keep telling me about it now.
2: Expert analysis. It's hard to
3: actually stop naming players. Gus's out. Uh, you know what I mean? Say again. Hello. All oh, right, there. Uh, okay. That was strange. You just said Hello.
2: Well, most of the time anyway. Homestale Radio, www.holradio.net
3: Hello, happy Easter and welcome to Homestar Radio, the Palace Fans radio show made by Palace fans for Palace fans. My name is Chris Hamblin and I'll be your host for tonight's review of a tough week for the boys in red and blue. Still reeling from the 3-0 defeat away to bitter rivals Brighton, it would be a long two weeks to wait for the chance to banish those memories and to move ourselves, at least temporarily, into the automatic promotion spots. The visitors at Sellers Park on Saturday were an improving Birmingham side whose Lee Clark has finally started to make an impact with. Even his squad of talented players with, uh, with top division experience Mm, that went wrong even with his squad of talented players with top division experience Palace's home record and the respective table positions pointed to a very different outcome from the one that we saw the whole radio team are here to discuss all of the fallout from what was a comprehensive 4-0 defeat taking in as many of your opinions and comments as we can if you'd like to get in touch today you can send an email to radio at net, or send us a tweet it's at whole radio uh, you can air your opinions by phone as well just give us a ring it's 0208 uh, in addition to our review of the Birmingham game, we'll be speaking to John Aspinall, host of the Seasiders podcast, to help us preview the Blackpool match, which is tomorrow. Uh, we'll be asking John about Oli, Superkev and the state of the Bloomfield Road pitch, amongst other things. Uh, we'll then take a look ahead at the Barnsley game, uh, Barnsley team that are fighting for their lives, and ask what we can expect to see in that game. Uh, finally, we'll wrap up all of your communication and discuss any issues that you raise during the show. should be done in a little over an hour. I mm, always say that. Never likely is it uh, if you're listening at home on your computer you might like to know you can t- listen to the show on a mobile device using the TuneIn radio app visit wholeradio.net forward slash mobile to find out more uh with me today i have joe holyoke mark ross and alex white hello gents all right evening hello how are we all feeling yep okay uh you can also talk to <laughs> talk to uh well, I'd say us. I don't think we've got anyone as a representative in there at the moment, but there's the chat room, which is another uh, feature. Hopefully, we'll dip in and get some comments. It's uh, holradio.net. That's H-O-L radio.net forward slash chat. Um, well, it has been an incredibly disappointing few weeks for Palace, really. Um, obviously, hard enough having to put up... Well, I said o two eight o eight earlier on. It's o two o three four seven double five nine 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 4755 our number. Why have I put 8? Um, Anyway, so look, we've had a terrible time of things. We lost to Brighton. You just wanted to banish that memory. And unfortunately, fortunately, we weren't able to do that. We've gone down 4-0 to Birmingham. And obviously, the fallout has been quite extreme. There's been some upset people at the game. And then there's been a lot of people who are still upset now. Um, We're going to sort of talk about the whys and wherefores. But um, I think before we'll do that, we're going to
2: have news in brief. All the latest news around Selhurst Park. This.
3: News in 3 Wilfred Zaha played up front for the England under-21 team versus Romania and was the standout performer in a 3-0 victory opening the scoring with a magnificent curled effort Zaha missed the next under-21 game having dental surgery and set out the Birmingham defeat with a suspension (laughs) but will return tomorrow at Blackpool
5: 19-year-old Johnny Williams announced his arrival to the football world with two full caps for the Welsh senior side as they beat Scotland 2-1, and lost by the same scoreline to Croatia. Johnny S a replaced man at the moment Gareth Bale early in the second half against Scotland and changed the game before a man of the match display.
6: Goal machine Glenn Murray has agreed to terms on a new three-year deal to remain at Crystal Palace. Murray has yet to put pen to paper, although this is believed to be a formality. Murray currently sits
3: at the top of the scoring charts with 30 goals. A- Alex, was that Glenn Murray?
6: Yeah, it's a cross between both, because both they're associated with Brighton.
3: Mm. So it's like Glenn, Okay, okay. Fair enough. I mean, it's not for me to point out your mistakes. Do you, are you aware? You remember that Brighton uh, show that you hosted? Yeah. You, you, you said a phrase on that. Um, it basically just said, uh, "If you're listening, thanks." Like, I was a bit. I was a bit concerned about that. Um, well,
6: well, I well, thank the people that are listening.
3: That way. No. It's. I. It's more the point of the kind of uh, if they're not listening do you know what i think i think i've got it was actually no i've got it wrong the phrase was if you want to listen to us you can
6: via um, the mobile i'm sure i said via the mobile yeah. if not i well anyway look it been a gone chris come on
3: Birmingham. yeah i just wanted to, yeah i just wanted to talk to you about it that's all if you want to listen to us you can oh right, i look i've just i've just a bit of feedback for you there mate um, that's
6: all right okay fine
3: you're no fun anymore remember you well, used to be fun
6: i'll take it on the chin chris don't worry
3: <laughs> you can invent some more words for us for the rest of the for the rest of the show um listen we've we obviously i'd mentioned in the introduction we lost four nil to berriam at home never saw it coming it's you know we've, we've not lost since the opening day at home and that was a that was a late three two um loss to to watford so quite where that came from i don't know but we'll be trying to find out how but um the first thing we're going to do is listen to the words of
2: mr ian holloway Homestale Radio. On your computer. On your tablet. On your mobile. In your car. www.holradio.net
7: We knew they'd be bright. We knew they'd be up for it. But that's a huge dent to what we want to achieve. And as far as I'm concerned, we've got to get right back at it. And I think the first goal sums it up. Well, are you useless, mate! Yeah, thanks, pal. There we go. That's, that's, I think that's my brother. Thanks very much. <laughs> uh, thank, that's excellent. See, th- this is what people don't realise. You know, what it means to people. And losing the brightness seems to have dented everybody's belief, even around the ground. Now, that's what I'm all about. He can say what he likes. I know what I've done. I know what I've achieved. And I know what I will achieve here eventually. But you know, at at the end of the day, I don't think people realise. I think our lads are being hampered and hamstrung by how much they want to go up. I don't think they're not trying. I think they're probably trying too hard. I think they're they're want it too much, and we've just got to make sure we remain calm and try and put right what goes wrong. Try and keep going when it is going well, and keep doing the same things. And you know, letting seven goals in 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 two games isn't good enough. So I'll I'll my hand up for that. That is wrong what we've tried to do in the last two games hasn't worked so let me look at it and I'll try and maybe give someone else a chance to have a go and, and show me you know but it's not easy when you've got six or seven people flying off all around the world your old midfield line weren't training with you for two weeks and one of them turns up yesterday late early hours of the morning and, and to be fair he played better than anybody Jed and that to be honest with you so you know let's get on with it let's see what we can do now because that was awful it was an awful result, it was an awful day, but I still believe in us. Well, there's some interesting words from, uh, from me and Holloway there, and his
3: explanation was, um, was essentially that we tried too, we were trying too hard, and that's what's been affecting the team in the last couple of games, which I'd say is an interesting point of view, and, and one I can kind of see, I think there's little doubt that the, the fact that we're at the business end of the season and that every game is just such high importance on, it's definitely affecting the team. Because uh, they're just trying to get rid of the ball quicker, and that's why we're seeing a lot more longer passing. We'll be talking about why that is. But you would have heard in there the shouts of a, uh, a someone who invaded a press conference. Uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't anything massively serious, but 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 called Holloway useless. And you know, that's an opinion. But whether well, certainly you shouldn't be trying to stress that opinion by storming your own club's press conferences. I don't think. I, I mean, I'm going to get the guys' opinions on on both that and, and what Ian Holloway said. So I'll start with you, actually, Chell. You're no, never short of an opinion. Um, firstly, the guy, guy who stormed the press conference. Um, well, I mean,
8: firstly, how has he done it? You know, have, have we not got to security to to be sorting out stuff like that? Um, I, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm amazed uh, that people can 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 do that and embarrass embarrass himself embarrass the manager embarrass the club and embarrass football fans with a with a, the reality you know mm. um i mean I, 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 you know for the first three quarters of the season how are we does it look like we have overachieved um i don't know i i really it's a sad day in our club, because, you know, with that, we had people apparently fighting amongst ourselves, mm. or our fans amongst themselves in the in the Almesdale. Um, You know, it's a, it, there's a little bit of turmoil behind the scenes, and I think it's unwarranted, because if you'd have turned around and said, after three quarters of the season, we'd be laying fourth with a chance of getting promotion via the playoffs... After what we've had the last two, three, four years, we, yeah. you broke anyone's hands off. It's um, there's a lot. Of, it seems like um, a lot, a lot of people out there with a, an unrealistic view of who we are, what we are, and where we're going.
3: It does does feel like a massive loss of perspective. You, you kind of think if if we're at the opposite end of the table, people wouldn't be behaving like this. It's it's really quite bizarre. I'm not I've not seen a lot like it. I mean, we've we've essentially lost two games very poorly on the bounce, um, and I can understand people. But for me, it's like if you react badly to it, fair enough. Have, you know, people are human beings. You know, sometimes you you will react badly and, and over the top to something. But for me, it's there's justification. People are trying to justify it. People are saying that you know of the Holloway Ian Holloway's first home defeat. Yes, it was an appalling defeat, and we'll talk about why we think that was. But and in the end, the day it's his first home defeat as Crystal Palace manager, and he has to deal with you know seeing his. Well, you know, basically a silent crowd. Let's not lie about it. There were, there were a few pockets of people having, having fun or trying to support the boys. But really, the crowd was pretty silent. So weren't back in the team. They, and he's right. They looked shell-shocked from, from what happened. I mean, I was shell-shocked from what happened at Brighton, I'll be honest. But, but I, just, I, don't, I just don't really understand where this has come from. It doesn't make an awful lot of sense to me um, for people to be reacting this way. Uh, Mark, if I can bring you in on this. Um, obviously, we've talked about the, the press conference situation. What about the rest of Ian Holloway's words? I mean, he, he said it wasn't that uh, it wasn't international. The international break where we had a lot of people away that caused the real problem, um, but he did feel that we're trying too hard. What, what, your views? Yeah, I, I well,
5: basically, I'm not that interested in what the um, what the guy who got into the press conference had to say. Really, it's just you know, it's just an incident that's trying to sort of draw some of the some of the other issues away. I think. I mean. Yeah. To me, um, he said, as you, as you quite rightly said, that the team, the players want it so badly, they're trying this so hard that, you know, it's, not, it's, it's almost, you know, too much and, and it's having the reverse effect. But if you look at all the results over the weekend, it's not just Palace who are, who are, are falling, you know, off the rails slightly. All the teams are... Having poor runs of results, no one's mm. taking the ball by the horns and getting that second place that's basically up for grabs. And um, the only team to win in the top sort of five or six was was Hull. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it could have been a lot. It could have been a lot worse. Everyone else around us could have won, and, um. uh, and they didn't. So, you know, the pressures on 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 the players at Palace, but the pressures on the players at all the clubs and the players at Watford, Hull. Less than recently, clubs like Middlesbrough that have just dropped completely out. Mm. It's all fallen apart for them. And, and, and two two defeats in a row, back-to-back, back, doesn't make a season. And, you know, it's been a really good season up to now. And I think the reaction, just like to say, from people in the ground after the game, social networking generally, I mean, everyone's allowed an opinion, but I think it was really, really mm. over-the-top and extreme.
3: Oh. Well, Mark, you've raised a really good point I want to I'll talk to Joel to, to about, actually. Um, Mark's sort of observed that, that people's reaction was incredibly strong. Um, I could definitely hear some echo from you, Joel, but anyway. Um, you can turn your volume down slightly. I don't want to say it on air, but I have to. Um, basically, the the point he's making is that people's reactions incredibly strong considering it's just two defeats in a row. But then he mentions the fact that other teams have, are having the same sort of problem once we've got to this end of the season, right? So... Do you think perhaps the level of frustration is because, yet again, we've had this chance and we had a chance before Birmingham that if we had beaten them that we would have gone second? But It's the same at Brighton. You know, obviously, there are other reasons people are upset that we lost that game. We could have gone second. There's been a number of chances where we could have got back into that automatic spot. Do you think that's kind of fueling this sort of frenzy? Well, the second place seems to be sort of like
8: a poison chalice for us. You know, every time we have a chance to go seconds, and everyone else falls away, you know, we we lose, they lose. Like we win, they win. It's uh, it's it's very very strange. Um, but yeah, you know, the the extremity I mean, I I was sitting here with a couple of the, you know regulars on on Friday, and to the right of me, standing in the in the gangway, was two fellas, And but one of them was so abusive. Like if people were turning around and and telling him to shut up. But he really, he really looked like he was just. He was just, he was furious. You know, I I just don't get it. I mean, I was a shot. I just sat there, I thought, I couldn't, uh, if we'd have scored, right, I don't think I could have got up. You know, it's really strange. I've I've never, I was saying to the fellas, when was the last time we lost 4-0 at home? Right, it was two years ago against Scunthorpe. And go back before that, I can't remember. You know, it's um, it's 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 really strange, really strange. You know, uh, I mean, they had five chances, scored four goals. Yeah, we we didn't have a shot in the first half. Um, before, you know, there, was, there was loads of. Things. I'll tell you what,
3: I'll tell you what, mate. I was absolutely shocked to read the stats when I was putting them together for for the for the show, show document just before the show. Um, obviously four four goals against, against none scored, but we had 13 shots to their nine. Uh, they had six shots on target, we had three. So we've obviously was, that, was that
8: thirteen shots in the second half, though, Chris? Because it, it must have
3: been, mate. Because I mean, yeah. having said that, I've watched I watched back the highlights. Just I obviously I didn't want to. I had the full game recorded. There's no chance I was going to watch that, that, that. Deleted straight as soon as I got in the door. But um, but I watched the highlights again about a couple, you know a couple of hours before the show just to refresh my memory of just how bad our defending was, and uh, and I just thought to myself, you know, there, there won't be really much for me to see in the first half. But it seems my memory was playing tricks on me because. It, it, you know from judging by the the sort of time that Redmond scored the goal up until he scored that goal we looked at the dominant side in in from the highlights but obviously I remember the game and and I don't really remember us being that dominant I just remember us you know we we, we seemed to have a couple of strikes at goal long before we conceded and Birmingham didn't seem to have anything so I mean maybe the 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 size of the defeat the scale of the defeat and, and how it ended up you know because obviously they they once they went four up the game was dead i mean dead at three up to be fair but it just didn't there was no real life left in us and, and that was what was perhaps the most shocking thing but um yeah i was i was surprised to see that it was it looked like we were the better side before before they scored so i don't know mate i don't know like it was just it's such a bizarre state of affairs it's just so far from the the, the day, uh, the game I was expecting to watch, you know? when You only get that. That was a little bit like that at Brighton. That was a, that whole day was so far from the day that I was expecting to have that it was a real shock to my system. And this carried seem, on. It was like a hangover.
8: But there did seem to be a couple of players, more than a couple of players, completely off their game. I mean, you know, I I, I said it before and it, it stuck out like a sore thumb. KG looks off his game. I don't, mm. you know, I, 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 if anyone... He wants to disagree with me. Just give me. I need some evidence about that because he looks massively off his game. Um, Gabby Don, oh, he looked like he'd just come back from having eighteen months off. Um... His, his passing didn't look uh, didn't look fantastic. It looked lethargic. His passing. You, when you pass it across the back, you do not need to give a forward. A, a, you know, not the not the, the tall fella, the the their number twelve. I, I don't know. His, I can't remember his name. It's Ravel Morrison. Okay, good player, good player. Run us yeah, ragged yeah, the yeah. old guy. Was, Absolutely was... run us ragged. But you can't give people like him an inch. You can't give him a sniff because he shuts you down. And then you know, then it it just resulted in the ball going across the back four, across the back four. Give it a Moxie. Hoof. I was like, hang on a minute. What's going on here? You know? Th- mm. I mean, the other thing as well, they played the system. I've worked out what I've been thinking about today as the They played 4 5 one, one. Uh, Sorry. They played uh, f- oh, 4 Oh, that's why we lost. F- yeah, 4-5-4-5-1. <laughs> four, five, four, five, right. Yeah. But because any time Johnny Williams got the ball and he tried to go forwards, he was full sideways. Do you remember in the first yeah, half yeah, yeah. he just yeah, kept going? Bang to, on, right? yeah. He was going sideways and sideways, and he, they they shut him down. Any time they got near him, they kicked him. I mean, he didn't have any protection from the referee. I thought that was shocking. The first twenty minutes, he must have been kicked five or six times, and it took a bad foul for you know on someone yeah. else to get the card out eventually. But yeah, the other thing as well, Chris, you know, we, we need to credit them a little bit because they bashed us up. You know, Jedi got beat up. Our defenders got beat up. Everyone, you know, they were they were hungrier. And any time the ball dropped, it went to them. We didn't have any luck. We didn't have it. You know, we didn't have any rubber. The green gel.
5: It was a 4 0 mate. Joe. go on. You know, like um, it, it was an extreme reaction, wasn't it, post match? And um, Holloway was talking about some of the players on international duty, and you you were saying like, you know. In in words that we were a bit lethargic and we did seem like that, but um, I think a lot of the frustration seems to be towards Holloway and not so much the players. And it's like, well, when you saw the like the lineup, did you think that, that you know? That's, that's the wrong team, for, or that's the wrong formation. I mean, I didn't yes. think 4-4-2 was going to work, and it didn't. And also, I didn't see that Ramage had done anything particularly wrong to be dropped. And what and what was kind of puzzling about the whole series of events is like, um, you would have thought of a two-week break, although some obviously were away, that we would have sort of got our act together a bit and come out fighting and really wanting this game, yet it was the complete opposite. No one was expecting us to lose, let alone 4-0, but I think it seems to be that a lot of fans are frustrated with Holloway, and I don't know whether they think that Friedman was doing a better job. He certainly was defensively, or whether they don't like his sort of gung-ho tactics, so when, when we're going a goal down, he brings on like two or three forwards, and we're playing sort of four or five up
3: front. John, Mark, finish
5: asking the question. <clears throat> So I mean, is it is it the players or is it Holloway's tactics? You know, or is it both? I mean, who, you, who's you, to blame?
8: You answered your own. You answered your own question here, and, and and it said, and it, and it would be that he is gung ho. But I want, I want to, I want gun ho, than defence. I want to see our team attacking. If we get, you know, if we take the odd kicking, we take the odd kicking. But but if we, we can't defend, of, yeah. But
5: if we can't defend then yeah, we've got to outscore everyone every game. And if we have a game where... Mark, we have to run away. No, yeah, we but whole season. And we're, did, so well, we get... We so saw we can... if we did, yeah, but what happened was that we saw that we couldn't... We, we weren't able to convert any chances or didn't really create any chances. And then, as a result, Birmingham, they had four, their first four shots were all, all resulted in goals. And obviously, we're never going to come back from that. Right. Yeah, but
8: the first goal, I was behind the first goal. That was a good goal. The second goal, I didn't see. I'll be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't even see. I was looking down. <laughs> I got bitten on my leg, believe it or not. So I was looking down, didn't <laughs> see that. The third goal, unbelievable free kick. Great free yeah. kick. Listen, no keeper
0: in the
3: world would have saved it. So we got, you know, we There's a, um, a fourth goal, Joe. I'll tell you about the third Wait. goal in a second. Listen, I'm going to pick you up. You both made some, some excellent, excellent excellent, points, not excellent. It's Easter is getting in my brain. Um... I, I think what what Mark's saying about Ian Holloway is absolutely true, and I and I think we could probably dedicate a show to it in itself to to why a certain section of our support are against Ian Holloway and will be against Ian Holloway until whatever it is he leaves Palace, because you know they they do not accept the true the until well, Dougie comes back. Yeah, they don't accept the reasons that Dougie left. They they won't accept that Dougie chose to leave Crystal Palace. They believe he was forced out. And that Holloway was always intended to come in, and all these sorts of things, and they resent him because simply because he's not. Well, he's, he's basically he's come out in the press and he's said, you know, I'm the manager. It's my club, and he's trying to stamp his authority on the on the club, and they don't like it, you know, because you know, I and I I, I can understand why, because to me, a, a football club is the supporters and it's it's everything around it. But I could, but I also understand that he's trying to be the leader. He's trying to say, I'm, you know, I'm the man. It, buck stops with me. The, take the pressure off the players. And all sort of thing and people certain people seem to be jumping on everything he says in a negative way and now is not the time to be doing that now when you're you know right at the end of the season within a chance of promotion that will transform the club whether like me you'd kind of almost rather be in the championship or not i don't know but it doesn't either way the club is going for, prom- for promotion the players want promotion they want support and they've been getting great support for a long long period of time and all of a sudden they're met with silence and they're met with abuse and they're met with people invading press conferences and it just seems completely insane to me um but there we go that's that that's that point and that's a great point that that mark raises but the the other side the tactical side um actually i'm going to bring i'm going to bring alex in Uh, alex you were saying tactically he got it wrong can i hear your reasons why that is
6: uh starting with phillips i I know you want to come on to that later but
3: i do but we'll talk it now
6: (laughs) it didn't it didn't allow anything coming through midfield and us creating anything through midfield which forced us to go out wide and go to Balassi that didn't make a cross all game I I agree that he might have beaten his man but he didn't make a cross all game that's fact and then Williams on the other wing that just wants to come in all the time because he's not a winger and he's certainly not a left winger I think we needed someone like Dobby or Moritz just to come in and be that man in the middle so that we can play through because we got KG and Jednak but they're so deep and then the gap between Murray and those two were getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and he was isolated, and the players were all over the pitch.
3: Yeah, no, that's it's, it's a, it's a fair observation. I I was surprised to see Phillips start, but I also understand the reasons he did it, uh, but for me, Phillips is an impact player. Um, you know, he, He's the guy who comes on to change the game where, when people are tired and all that sort of stuff. It, that, that seems to work as, as his role in a team at his time in his career, and I'm not saying... He, He's not capable of starting a game because I can't remember what game it was now. My brain hull. Is there hull because you know he's he's played well in that game. He's done a really good job, and he showed that with when the system's working and when the team's confident, it does you know it's a, it's a good option to have. But um, I think
6: he's got, a, he's, got a, he's got a type of game that he should play in, though, yeah. in my opinion. Birmingham were always going to come in with five in midfield, weren't they? And we need to get in behind them. And he doesn't do that because he, he's a plain centre-forward that, that will score you a goal. But someone, Dobby, with a bit of trickery and a bit of movement, he'll be running back and forward and Williams getting in behind. that I can understand that. But against Hull, that was always going to be an end-to-end game and, and an open game where he can create. Where I, I just felt it was the wrong decision.
3: I think it's really interesting to see that, that, that we had a couple of chances before their third goal, and I want to talk about their third goal now. Uh, just to mention, we got an email in regarding the comment on the free kick. I thought it was a very good free kick, but um, Dennis Lombardo's emailed in and said that Spironi's positioning for their fourth goal, which was that you know that Shane Ferguson free kick, was poor. Um, can't really record it myself. But obviously, if you get beaten by a free kick, it's either got to be very, very good or you've got to make a mistake, I guess, but... Maybe a combination of both. I'm not sure. I don't really don't really know if anyone's got any opinion on that. We'd like to hear it. But the third goal I watched back today um, in a bit of detail because it was the one that shocked me the most. Um, essentially what happened was we, we were chasing the game at that point. Obviously the, the substitution at half-time was to take Jazz Richards off to go essentially three at the back. Uh, brought Dobby on and just trying to... You know, just try and steamroll the game. And it was kind of working. We were getting opportunities, but you could always, you already see it's going to be one of those games. It wasn't going to actually pan out that way. But um, the defending for that goal was just... I, I, I just don't understand what the thinking was. Because you had a line of Palace defenders, and they were in a line. They were in a flat line, effectively what, three yards off from the goal line um, as the ball came in. And you had two Birmingham players... Standing on pretty much the edge of the area for the cutback now it's an old saying in football space doesn't score a goal, so mark the man and and for me that's a real basic uh, you had five five defenders, maybe four defenders, marking some space where there was no one there was no threat you know you, you mark the players and if well, if Matt Morrison hadn't side-footed in, it could have gone on to Redmond and he could have done the same thing for his second goal. So for me, that was very, 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 very poor. And, and that, if you're going to go and chase a game, great, chase a game. But if you're going to do that, you should at least, the players that are in place should at least know how to defend in a very, very basic way. And it just for me, I don't want to criticise them all as individuals. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm just saying it shows how, how mentally they're their concentration had dropped their focus had dropped they weren't they just weren't at the races in that game um very disappointing really very very disappointing and i i can understand you know where where everyone's coming from with that um holloway absolutely he's made a couple of errors in my view in recent times i think taking johnny williams off uh half time against brighton was a big error for me and i think also uh there was a big error made in in the team selection and we mentioned joe mentioned it earlier so i'll bring him back in on this um danny Gabardon coming in for peter ramage uh, and obviously mark has already said that um ramage had done nothing wrong whatsoever if you're gonna make that change and i will i will say there are plenty of people who when Gabardon played were saying that he is the better player than ramage and if he was fit he should be in the side and all that sort of stuff. And there are plenty of people, if Ramage had played and we'd still lost 4-0, would have said, oh, we should have played Gabadon." i can say that now. But we did play Danny Gavadon and we chose to bring him back in a game where they have a seven-foot-tall striker. Um, so one of the things that Gabadon doesn't have is height for a start. Uh, Joel, honestly, what was going on there? I don't know. I,
8: I, I don't know. The, I, I, I I was sitting next to, to my mate Paul and we, we was like, why is he? Why has he brought him in? He, he made one mistake. Did he make a mistake against the, against Brighton? One mistake. You know, he's been an absolute hero the whole season, and it, and it just I, I, I don't know for a game for a game that really we need to you know our away form is not fantastic, so we need to win all our games at home regardless, which we've been doing. You know, we've been getting some really really good you know good results. And then he just changes it. But there was there was so many things that he changed. He brought Gabbard on in, obviously we were missing Wilf, but he played Phillips on the start. There was so many there were so many things that that sort of contributed to to a I don't know. It just it, like the I'm not saying the effort didn't look, look there, but it just like you say I don't, I don't know. I really don't know. It just <laughs> transmitted from the first five minutes. The fans were up for it. And after that, it just, everything, the whole thing, the team went flat. The crowd went flat. And yeah,
3: it was really strange. Really strange. Um, on that subject then, Mark, we're we we, kind of getting a, well, it's happening in a lot of games. We're starting games slowly. I know uh, Ian Holloway's made reference to it in the past um, a few times. I, I doesn't really, says he doesn't understand why we're doing it. Um again we saw we saw pretty much the same team with um you know with a slight change of Richards coming off and Dobby coming on start the second half like a like a team with purpose like a team with confidence. Um what well what can we do to start a game like that when I mean, what is what is happening that that Bearing in mind, you've got to try and add the... Obviously, we're trying to analyse a game here. We're trying, It was a bad game. And I'm very aware that we're being incredibly critical of everything, which I suppose we've got no choice but to do. But in the grand scheme of things, more often than not, the way we play works and gets us results, I guess. But we are starting games slowly. We do seem to need changes to happen before we can get back into games. And have you got any idea what you'd put that down to? Well it's all
5: about it's all about the preparation, isn't it? It's all a mental thing, I think. I'd uh, I really you know, I'd love to be in a dressing room before during at half time and after a game because That's for
3: different reasons though, isn't it? You just,
5: yeah, you absolutely, know. yeah. Yeah. But uh <laughs> but I I I don't understand why we can't get off to a flyer, you know. Statistically we are really poor in the first half and we have but we have been all season. It's not like Birmingham is an example. is is the only example. we we've, we've, you know, as soon as we go go down, especially, we, you know, we really make, you know, hard work of it. And you know, it was the same down at Brighton. We was relatively in control of the game before they scored. Once they scored, we capitulated, and the same thing happened against Birmingham. And, it, and it's worrying from a fans' point of view. I, I, I shouldn't think it does the uh, players' confidence much good either. But I. I when I looked at the team, when I, when I, before I saw the team, I thought, well, Wilf's out, so he only really needs to make one change, someone to come in for Wilf, just to slightly change things around a bit. Then I saw that he had picked Moxie to play at left-back, and then he to put Phillips to play in a four four two with Williams wide, and I just thought all those changes were unnecessary, and obviously picking on, and like you say, and... You know people have been saying when he 's fit he should get he 's the best center half we 've got of the club, but he didn't certainly didn 't look that like that against birmingham and well none of the players played particularly well to be fair but um, it was a lot of movement and changing around and I thought Ramage and Delaney have have had a pretty good partnership for most of this season, and uh, it just seemed like unnecessary changes and you, you I think you know you lose this rhythm and I've said to you before on the show that some players need to play regularly and when they just come in for the odd game, it's hard for them, you know, to get up to speed, especially in the cha- in the sort of the football they play in the championship. And it's like someone like Jonathan Parr is someone who needs to play well. People mm. don't you know, he hasn't had a great season but he hasn't played regularly and, and when he he was, you know, played a year last year and he played more or less what did he play? Something ridiculous like
3: Oh, there was 70 70, odd games. 70, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, was, but, but the more
5: he played, the sort of be- better he got. Now you drop him and you bring him in for a game. Then you drop him and you bring him in. And, and to me, there's no consistency there. And the players, you know, they don't know whether they're going to be playing or not. And I think you, you've got a, as I mean, we've got a more or less completely fit squad, pretty much, you know. And, um, you know, be- better. we're better off than a lot of the teams around us. Uh, so we should be able to play... Our strongest squad and and more or less the same uh players every week just tweaking it with with you know bringing okay. phillips for example and so and and i just think he he's trying to do too much
3: yeah that's aware. fair that's a that's a fair point he probably is and we've talked before about him trying to um trying to uh basically trying to make a, a sort of statement about to change the style of play and it's been very noticeable that our style of play at, at home has changed for the better <laughs> other than in this particular game uh, in terms of keeping possession but it's been a lot harder to actually do that away from home and to me that's quite an obvious thing because an away side expects less of the ball so for us to change from a counter-attacking side to be to being a possession football kind of side it's, a lot. it's just a simpler transition and I think that, that when, what you're talking about in terms of the selection of players I think that's also in a transition I think Holloway's trying to find the people to fit his system from those that he's got available rather than to fit a system around the people that he has available if you know what i mean and that's always a difficult balancing act for a manager and that's that's what he gets paid his money money for and why he suggested he'll probably make some changes um alex is asking who what is our strongest bag for though um i really don't want to get into that right now because <laughs> that's a never-ending debate i do i did notice a email come in from uh colin fernley He says um how much do we think the tiredness of Jednak and Johnny Esther had on the result? Um, if you agree that they were tired, uh, why did Holloway include them? Now, obviously, um, Colin was... it. Uh, Ian Holloway mentioned in the, in the press conference. He was asked that question and he said, no, um, that wasn't the case at all. I'm not blaming that. But if you think... Uh, well, Chell. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> um... Yeah, I gave up speaking because you wanted to. Go on.
8: Cheers. <laughs> <Jeez. laughs> All right. Firstly, the control of the game we had complete. Well, I'm saying complete. We had more more possession and, and and more control of the game in the, in the first half. We've have zero end product All right, and yeah. you know I, I, that was a, that was a strange thing for for us at home. Um, second half, I, I, again talking about me, mate Paul. I had to ask him whether Jedi. Had,
3: it, it, what were you playing? Um, like a 4-1-3. Oh, I think joel has gone. I started, it started to go a little bit fuzzy there, didn't it? Um, I thought it sort of I made I think some...
5: he, he's, he's talking to Paul, isn't he?
3: Yeah, that must be it, yeah. Oh, oh I'm upsetting. But um, I wonder what Joel's was going to say. We may never know. He'll be back. He will at some point. We've got a couple of voicemail messages and things like that. But, um, Alex, I'm going to put you on the spot now. You've been asking a few questions of the listeners on Twitter. Um, I did see one relating back to how Holloway handled the press conference. And uh, there's a guy who said he thought he handled it incredibly well. And I'd have to agree with that, I think, to to, nearly, to not really break stride um, and to, uh, to sort of basically make a joke out of it. And then, and then point out that, yes, it's because it matters to people. Um, but um, what else have you got for us?
6: We've got a few stuff on, on our actual defence. A few, if, yeah, maybe. Uh, Christopher Dack thinks trying to play Blake at left back and Ward at right back, but I obviously pointed out that Blake won't be playing for the rest of the season. so He he thinks that we, we need more of a defensive and solid build-up to our back four, which I couldn't really disagree with. Uh, Robert White, no relation to me, says our strongest back four is Ward, Ramage, Delaney and Parr. mm
3: mm-hmm. Uh, um, and the best formation I, he thinks is 4-5-1. Yeah, um well, I think the 4-5-1 the that becomes a 4-3-3 three, three is, is sort of tried and tested as a as a formation for ourselves and for many teams this year. I think noticeably people are picking up on the fullbacks being an issue and that is has always has been the biggest change between our previous manager and, and the current manager in that our fullbacks now are asked to attack uh, and to get back as best they can. Uh, it puts an awful lot of pressure on them on their individual performances and it's really noticeable that in the left-back positions that both of both Parr and, uh, and Moxie seem to have struggled to do that. Um, uh, in the right-back position, Jazz Richards has, has done very, very well but I think he, I think he's absolutely right. Um, I think it was Robert who pointed out that Ward is the best right-back there and, and I would agree with that. I was really impressed with Richards when we got him and I know he's just signed a new deal at, at Swansea but I, I just think
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
2: Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18+, plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
3: I think Ward offers a bit more bit more in that position and but the trouble is we're picking players at fullbacks for their attacking intent rather than their defensive ability and i don't know it's a dangerous situation to be in whatever system you pick there's a weakness and the weakness we have is in the fullback positions in my view and that's all well and good when you're outscoring a team but when you get thumped it mm-hmm. really does highlight it so i think that's sort of where i am on that um the one, thanks to, go on.
6: the, the one thing about this whole perception of us having fullbacks that really push on and make us so vulnerable yesterday and and the last maybe five games i haven't seen our fullbacks actually push on no
3: no it's that's the intent isn't it that's that's yeah that's how they're not playing yeah
6: yeah and 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 it's not working and I just the one thing that worries me is that we are the best counter attacking team in the league and there's no doubt about that and we were winning games that way and I know Holloway doesn't want to play like that but we're changing very quickly and it's a very very big change from having those wide men our two wingers right on the touchline getting get the chalk on their boots from now stepping in and having the having the wingers bomb on and keeping possession in the midfield and it's a very different and, and that should take a whole summer and a whole pre-season and even more than that to, to change that and that's just the one thing that worries me
3: OK a very very quick we've got a couple of listener uh, reviews of the game very very quick voicemails uh, one from Jerry, one from Jared we'll, uh, we'll play one have a little chat about it and then play the other
4: um, Hi this is Jared here I just really wanted to comment on the Bellman match I thought that I think in these matches where we have got the chance, I know a few people have touched on it, but on these matches where we do have a chance to go, to go second or in real big important matches, I, think, I just think our heads go. I mean, it's happened. It's happened not just Brighton and Birmingham, but if you look at other matches where we really could have made some real progress, like the Burnleys and, and the Huddersfields and the Sheffield Wednesday, there were matches where we could have really made some, some progress. Uh, on the league and in, in the derby match I think yes we did get the win so uh, I can't really talk about that as an example but still we were we were lucky and Derby were the better side so I think that really I, I think we just got uh, Holloway's just too too kind of laying into them maybe a little bit. Maybe where some other managers like Dowie, maybe some people do say oh he didn't give he didn't give give a damn but sometimes that relaxed energy he can give the player sometimes relaxes the players and it can have a positive effect like on the playoff final for example when when they were real big underdogs and they ended up winning so I think that really he's he done a good job um anyway I think I'll probably leave it at that for now but um you're doing a good show and um and yeah carry on the good work
3: okay thanks for that Jared um Point I want to pick up on there. Obviously, we did talk about it earlier, but um, he's absolutely right in that we're starting to, to to look like we're mentally struggling in the games that that kind of matter the most. Really, um, it is the business end of the season, and obviously, we're now. If I say that one more time, I'm going to punch myself in the face. Um, we're now looking at um, a position Sorry. where we're probably <laughs> 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 we're probably uh, going to um, well playoffs. Uh, looking at a distinct possibility. There's not many bigger games than that. Um, Joel, since you're back briefly and could go at any time, um, you fear for the playoffs if we were to get there right now.
8: Yeah, just one thing. Don't get Sky in the next fucking shit. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, right. Robot- oh, hang on. Listen. Like. Like. Listen. If we might. If we get to the playoffs, can you? Can we hear ourselves? If we get to the playoffs, we get to the playoffs. It's joyous. For Christ's sake, no. Mm-hmm. We, you know we what, should L? be
3: we, we should be happy with what's going on. You're right. You're right. You're right. Finally, for nearly forty-five minutes in, the sense of perspective's returned. We're actually doing really well, aren't we? You know, this is the thing. We've chewed we've chewed the sort of uh, fat on this for some time, but um, but basically, it's a disappointing game. But uh, you know, it's not about a game, is it? It's not even about two games. It's, it's so about the season. It's about we've the had, season, isn't
8: it? We've had two bad results in a row, right? Two, year, last, you know, two years ago, we, we had the worst result ever. You know, mm. we, just, just get, we need to get a bit of perspective here. You know, I'm not going to go on that we've still got a football club, but we have got a better football club than we've had for a long, long time. Yeah. Get on with it. We have no divine right to win any game in this league and i personally think that this this year this league is the closest because you have the teams at the bottom beating the teams at the top and and it, it's it's ridiculous there's been some silly results but everyone seems to beat everyone
3: mm. you're right no you're absolutely right man and, and again yet yet to point out once more that yes there were a load of strange results peterborough beating cardiff for some, because they've done a double over cardiff it's crazy really um but uh, um, there's a question here from... I'm not going to read out the name because it's a stupid joke name. But the question is um, relates to whether or not uh, Birmingham's performance highlighted what Wilf brings to our team. I- I'm going to pick up on that after we hear from Jerry. I think.
0: Hi, Chris. Just to wish yourself and your co-board uh, carters a good Easter. I went to the vigil last night, the Easter vigil, and I said a prayer for us on um, Monday at Blackpool. I'm looking forward to go there. that. In two minds, bad day at the Brum on um, bad good Friday, as I say we didn't have enough movement off the ball, looked slightly kind of uh, unbalanced and I said I think our wing backs didn't have a good game, couldn't get forward, they flooded the midfield um, and our substitutions came way too late, I'm not blaming Oli for that, it's one of those things but I'm hoping we can learn from that um, I just think we need a bit more movement, really, um, and the final delivery is not good enough sometimes from Bilasi, but he's a good player, and let's face it, Chris, if we can make the playoffs and stay there, that I think we've got a good chance, of a, you know, as good a chance as anyone, of getting to um, the famous Wembley. So you take care, and I look forward to listening to your broadcast um, tonight, if not tonight, sometime in the next few days. Wishing you all the best now, Chris. Come on, you Eagles! Great news about Murray as well. So let's try it. I don't think this works. A Murray Easter to you. (laughs) Take care. Oh,
3: cheers Jerry, that's absolutely fantastic, I do love Jerry's voicemails, Um, and he's raised a really, really good point there, which leads us nicely onto this chat about Wilf, which we're going to do in about 10 seconds, because uh, we've got to talk to John Aspinall from uh, the Seasiders podcast about Blackpool as well, but very, very quickly, obviously Wilf not being there, it gave Birmingham the chance to, um, certainly to to have one less major headache, and we do sort of, you know, once they control Williams, as as Joel pointed out, quite, you know, easily. Um, once they controlled him, they shut off the supply really. And I think it does show that Wilf, one thing that you get with Wilf is you get movement because he wants the ball all the time. And honestly, any player, any team in this division is going to miss a 15 million pound player. Um, and we certainly did miss him against Birmingham. Cause again, I said it before, um, it was a comment that Dowie made on, I'll say it one more time, hopefully never again. Um, When we had Andrew Johnson, he used to change the way teams played against us. And Wilf is exactly the same. A team that plays against us when we've got Wilf, they're going to lose two players straight away who are going to be watching Wilf that whole game. Um, And and you do that. To take that away, it gives them a a degree of freedom to come and play and to come come at us like Birmingham did. Um, I still don't really think we... It should have been a four-nil game. I think you know, take one of those chances that we did create in the start of the second half or start of the first half, and, and it's a completely different game. But truth is, we're, we've got com- fragile confidence, and it was too too easy for Birmingham as soon as they got that goal, and that's that's the real shame of it. Uh, that is the end of our um, our review on Birmingham. Uh, obviously, the overall message I'd like to leave with that is certainly the one that Gel gave, and that's look where we are. You know, we had a, we had a, we had a bad one. Had a couple of bad games in a row, but look where we are. We're, we're fourth in the table. You know, automatic promotion would be just absolutely stunning to achieve, and you know we're still in with a shout. Playoffs would still be amazing, considering what was expected for us at the, at the start of the season. So let's not lose perspective on it. Let's keep behind the team, and I'm sure most of the, uh, the supporters are more than happy to do that. And um, we you know we'll get a chance to do that up in Blackpool tomorrow, which, um, which I've got a bloody drive to
0: Ugh.
3: to go to bed after this. So anyway, we've got, um, I'm going to have a look ahead, we've got Blackpool tomorrow, as I was talking about, it's um, one of those Easter Monday games, it's, uh, it's a hell of a journey, There'll be a load of, there's a load of people already up there, and if there's list- anyone listening in who's up there, you know, well done, hopefully see you tomorrow, traffic permitting. Um, we've taken their manager, <laughs> that's one of the things we've done, and John is Aspinall of the Seasiders podcast has joined us to talk about that and a few other things, hello John. Uh, good evening Chris, how are you doing? Not too bad at all. You yourself? Uh, very
9: well, thanks. I'm me a your iMac at the moment, so uh, things are good. But on the uh, football in front, not too,
3: not too great. I was, gu- was going to say um, <laughs> it'd be, be strange not to start with talking about um, if I, Ian Holloway. Obviously, you've uh, we've spoken before about um, about who? Yeah, the, and, <laughs> yeah. What, and I'd had a quick look at the Facebook page that you sent us a link to as well. Yeah. But I'll give you a chance to explain what. Um, what are the current thoughts are regarding Ian Holloway leaving? Um, whether you're better off without him or not, really, I guess, I suppose, what, what we're asking.
9: Um, general, well, first, the general
3: feeling, it seems to be a bit of a, a, bit
9: of a mixed bag. Um, I'd say sort of 80-20, sort of, going to give him a decent reception, uh, quite rightly, in my opinion.
0: Mm.
9: I think some people are just a bit bitter at the way he left, because he just left... The squad not being trained for like four days, and it's now come out he, he was actually pimping himself out to mm-hmm. numerous clubs. Yourself and Blackburn, uh, mm-hmm. two have come to light. So I think some people are a bit bitter by that, but I think the majority are are saying, you know, look, look what the guy did for us. It'll never be repeated. Well, it's very unlikely at the moment, and um I think he'll get the positive reception that he deserves. So I think that's what's going to happen there. But
3: Is it? it-
9: being better
3: so i was going to say is it hard to kind of remember what he he did for the club given given the circumstances of him leaving i mean it's very hard for like a manager who who leaves a job and isn't sacked it's very hard for him to leave it in a way that leaves people you know that the club he left happy isn't it but um is, is it hard to sort of focus on the good things he did and give him that reception do you think um,
9: well for me no it's it's not hard really because i i've been watching I've got all the goals from our Premier League season on highlights on and DVD and, and on the computer so I'll just watch them every now and then just to remind me how you know what a fantastic time in the club's history it was and yeah. the, the the journey we were on for those three years it was just unbelievable, it's beyond anyone's expectations. So I don't think I I personally don't hold him in that like much animosity towards him. you know, I, I just think the good times and just thankful that we had them really.
3: It's been a bit of a uh, bit of turmoil since he did leave in terms of your managerial situation. Um I think for me it is sort of high highlight- I know you've mentioned in the past uh, about your chairman and I I know from talking to to Ali myself he mentioned that um I think he's he was diplomatic when he said that um, obviously Carl Oisten is not a fan of Blackpool really He's he's a chairman he does what he thinks yeah. is best. And, you know, one of the reasons Oli said he wanted to join Palace um, or whoever was that he was playing for for fans of, of Crystal Palace. So he got that kind of that togetherness, that kind of feeling that he'd been missing, yeah. to sort of paraphrase what he said. But um, has the managerial change that happened, obviously, with, with Appleton coming in and then going pretty quick, did that kind of smack to you of um, a bit of money raising rather than sort of looking after the team?
9: Uh, well... It's probably ultra-cynical to think that he's going to get Appleton in just to sort of sell him on at the next opportunity. I think um, Appleton's obviously come in seeing what he had to work on and then thought, well, as soon as a half-decent offer comes along, I'm off, and that's exactly what happened at Blackburn. So, yeah, I mean, it's... It's pretty bad since Ollie's left. I mean we were we were on a bit of a, a downward spiral when he when he had gone for the last month or so. I think that's probably Ollie had lost heart a lot. But um it's a it's a sad indictment for how badly the club is being run and run into the ground, that managers just want to escape as as soon as as soon as they can really and we've had numerous names turn us down, Billy Davis, um Nice Ikins never expected him, Owen Coyle, uh we we'll just go. From, we went to Bristol City bottom of the league. So, you know, coming from where we have to, these managers to turn us down where we're in
3: the league. It's it's pretty crap. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I was gonna say. It's, but I mean, you know, it's not it's not all doom and gloom, is it? You you, you know, you're still you're still in the championship, still fighting away. You're not going to like go anywhere. You know, <laughs> not this season anyway. So um, well, so I'm, probably, not, I'm not too sure about that. to be honest, Chris. No, it's, it's getting 10%. tight, but I don't think I don't. Think they are. You know you've got a lot of quality, and we'll, we'll talk about some of that quality in a minute. Uh, but I do want to mention Kevin Phillips. Um, obviously, when he joined us, you had an uh, opinion of him that his, his legs had gone and, yeah. uh, and he'd stopped finishing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he pan out like that, didn't <laughs> he he? Up the face there first few games, but I noticed he stopped scoring now. He, he has, yeah, briefly, yeah. Um, he didn't have the best times against Birmingham. He had um, had quite a good chance towards the end. He got his foot on it and went wide, unfortunately. But, did basically... He
9: start, he, did he start in
3: that game? He did start, yeah. Yeah, that's
9: yeah. the problem. I don't think He's he's, very, he's better coming off the bench at the moment. Well, at this stage in his career.
3: Yeah. Oh, do you know what? I, I was saying a similar thing just in our, our review of the Birmingham game. I think it's great. He, he's at a perfect point. To be an impact player, but you know, and he, to be honest, he had, he had a really good game against Hull uh, when he started. He had a really good game, and it made me think, you know, maybe we should see that a bit more often. And yeah. the Birmingham. Birmingham games changed my mind a bit on that. To be honest, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> the
9: good thing about you, about Kevin Phillips playing for you now is he's. Um, I'm sure a lot of clubs say this, but he he's always scored against us when he's come on. Always. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yep, that's it. That's exactly my thoughts when we signed him to be honest with you. Like whatever whatever hang-ups I had over his age and whether he still had it and it, it was just the case of he's always been a nightmare against us. An absolute nightmare. Yeah.
9: So. It's whenever you see Kevin Phillips coming out and everyone goes,
3: Oh no. <laughs> no. I'm not that guy. Oh. But um okay, so Kev's Kev's done all right for us and probably the change of scenery did him good. Um But what you, you have a, a young lad there who's just got Football League young player of the year, uh, Thomas Ince. Yep. Um, won that over Wilfred Zaha who won that last year obviously Wilf's now a Man United player on loan to Palace um,
8: yeah.
3: see, lots of direct comparisons between the two interesting though Ince has got a ton of goals and plenty of assists for you this season just how good is he? Uh, he's,
9: he's an uncut diamond is the best description of him at the moment he I think he he'll, he'll whether he will make an England player depends on his development over the next couple of years but but on his day he's an absolute match winner but he's if things don't go his way he seems to get very petulant and his head goes doesn't go down but he starts kicking out and gets frustrated quite easily um, and he, he does have a bit of a tendency to hold on to the ball too much when an easy pass you know, would put a teammate in but um, saying that he is only 21 and I'm, I'm sure he'll go all the way to the top of the game Um you, I mean, the trouble is, he can't really play on that disgrace of a pitch that we have to play
3: on, so it sort of nullifies his threat somewhat. <laughs> that was uh, that's funny enough. That's my next question about that. But just before we get onto that pitch and the reasons why it is like it is and what the hell we're going to do about it when we come up and play on it, um, we're within. So it's interesting to hear you say that because obviously, as a as an outsider, it's probably I suppose it's a little bit like how people look in and view Wilf in some ways. A lot of people un- underrate him, um, but a lot of people. See the fancy flicks on Soccer AM and all that sort of stuff, and think you know, think we see that constantly, which you don't. You you, know, you get a mix with a young player. Any young player is inconsistent, um, but it's interesting to, to 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 hear that that you know again statistics can only tell you part of the story. But you look at his statistics, and it, you would think almost like you're a one one man team. How, How does he compare to to Matty Phillips? Um,
9: chalk and cheese. Um, Matt Phillips has been absolute. He's been dire this season. For the vast majority of it, I think this has probably got something to do with the fact that we turned down a bid for six million from Southampton in the close season, which we should have bitten their hands off, really. But he, the last match against Blackburn, he was he was dire, and that's yeah. that's that's given a compliment to the word dire. Um, complete lack of effort. Uh, if, you know, he's a big guy. He's quite a well-built guy. I think he's six two. He's he's crap in the air. He's not really strong in the tackle. he doesn't pass back. But you know that's not to be expected of your winners. But he's been really off form this season, and I really don't want him to be playing any part in our running if he's been playing like he has been for the last two to three months. So he ain't a
3: threat. To really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Interesting. Um, I, I don't know. I, I assume again. I assume you're aware of this. It was something that uh, Ian Holloway talked about. I think it was to us. <laughs> I can't really remember. He's talked about it. anyway. He was talking about the um, the difficulty in having Wolf Zaha being chased by by Man United and why he had to go and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And and he mentioned Matt Phillips and he mentioned that that Carl Euston had a value in mind. Uh, I believe the club was Everton that wanted him. I might be wrong on that. Southampton. Southampton was it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay there you go uh and he was saying obviously that the value wasn't met so the chairman just said you're not going anywhere and he said it effectively ruined the relationship with the player at the club and no, that's interesting oh uh, yeah and that's why he, i think again that's that's an example of i think the sort of thing that that he wanted to get away from but um, that's what he said he said like you know you had to avoid that situation with wilf he knew once man united said we want that player, there is no chance that we could say to him, "You're under contract. We want a certain value. You can't go." We just had to get the best value we could. And he, but that's his belief as to as to why Matt Phillips has struggled.
9: Right. That's, yeah. That's very interesting. There you go. I mean, something something's happened anyway. Because yeah, um, he came back from we sent him out on loan last season to Sheffield United, and he came back all. You know, he was on fire for the rest of the season. But it's he's been more of a hindrance than a help. He's been that bad. So it's a real
3: shame. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm not, it's, not, it's,
9: it's interesting. You can you you've told that about you know all these relationship with Carlos. And I'd love to pick his brain
3: and get the true answers out of him. I really would. Oh yeah, say we'll try and we'll try and put you in touch at some point, maybe. <laughs> I'm not sure how much he is willing to talk about, but it's obvious whatever whatever he talks about, Blackpool. You can see the the affection he has for the club and the fans, but. I don't. Think, I think anytime he seems to mention his relationship with a chairman, it seems to get a little frosty. He
9: should just come out and tell tell all, really, because yeah. we all we all know the reasons why you know why he left and why it went so sour, and we, we want to hear it from him. Mm. Um, you know, he famously once said, "If you don't like the way the club's being run, don't bother coming to the, the ground." And it was a ridiculous thing to say, really. Cause it, it, he lost a lot of respect. It's like it's like a manager. It's like him saying it to you, really. If, you know, if he's coming up for the best
3: players like well don't question the chairman they're untouchable don't come don't come again mm. uh, so that's something sorry just to check that was something that ollie said don't if you don't like the way the clubs run right. yeah yeah he
9: said that yeah he see said,
3: he said um he said similar things I'll, I'll ask you about this now since it, since you've mentioned that he said similar things about um about uh receiving criticism like uh, at palace and he's basically said you know it's he, he just, I know someone got very upset because he said it's my club. Um, you know, it's my club. If you don't like it, I don't want you at my club, sort of thing. Oh, I was uh, say. Something along those lines. Oh. I, I don't. And I don't know the exact quote, and I don't want to misquote him or anything like yeah. that. He's just said a couple of little bits that there's because there's a group basically. There's a group at Palace who don't who resent the fact that Dougie Friedman left Palace the way he did, and, and you know, effectively have, have transferred their annoyance onto Ian Holloway and. and on accepting him and the way he talks yeah. about the club and the way he talks about the support. I think they're picking and choosing what they what they try to react to. But no, very interesting that, that he's uh, it's said that because, you know, he's, he's a single-minded character, isn't he? He certainly
9: is. I, th- I think what he's try- trying to do is he just doesn't want any semblance of negativity around the club. and I think he just tries to stamp out any form of negativity, which, you know, it's it's, it's all well and good to do that. You can and why he does it, but there's, I think there's ways to get your point across without alienating a vast majority
3: of your fan Yeah, so. yeah. No, I think that's very, very interesting to hear you say that, and I think yeah. a lot of people will be. Well, that, yeah, yeah. I didn't. I honestly didn't. Wasn't aware of that. That's 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 food for thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> final little thing. Your uh, your your Skype's sort of cracking a little bit. Yeah. So won't we'll Keep you too much longer, mate. But basically, um, find a little bit on pitch quality, then give us your prediction. Really. So what, what what's happened with the pitch?
9: Well, the, the the chairman's line is it's. He came out with this ridiculous statement in the press, covering all all sorts of technical jargon of how the pitch was performing and parasites in the grass and what, what all all sorts of reasons. Um, the the main reason is because he doesn't do any pitch maintenance whatsoever throughout. the you know our pitch maintenance system is a milkman with a pitchfork, and I'm not like you know, saying that just for us, but it's like the truth. There's no roll lamp system. There's no machinery. There's nothing. It just leaves it all to to Mother Nature, really. And with the bad weather, it's obviously cut up. So again, the finger point squarely at the, the chairman. You know, with 90 million quid in the bank, and it's it's him, really. Um, it just it just does, does turn games into a lottery. And yeah. It's it, every every game. It's dire because you can't play football on it. Um. It, it could go either way. It could be a flip of a coin, but I think I think you'll probably win with the only fact because. But unbelievable, you might believe this. We haven't actually scored a home goal under the points. Oh um, really? <laughs> yeah. And Did we not know sc- that. No, and we, we haven't scored for I think four and a half hours.
3: There, thereabouts, they're at home. Well look, so. well look, we're very, very good at conceding goals at the moment. So you never know. It might. Well, it
0: might not you not
3: <laughs> 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 oh dear! I know. That's it's yeah. Sometimes it's great, and sometimes you just think, well, "What the hell is going on?" Is he still but, um, really throwing on five attackers in the last half?
9: Yeah, of the game, the game? oh
3: yeah, absolutely. That's that's the standard <laughs> change, and a few people are calling him a one strict pony for it as well. So um, right. I say personally, I, I'm I couldn't be, couldn't be happier that that we've at least got positivity there. Um, that you know that makes a huge difference for me. Chasing, a, I'd rather us chase a game that we're losing than and try and sort of like. Limit the damage, which is what. Oh well, yeah, I mean
9: that's what's happened to us. We're really, really boring football. It's just after we've what we've seen under Ollie, It was just exciting stuff, you know, loads of chances that right, we can see, but we we're not creating chances and we're not scoring. So I know what I'd rather have.
3: Yeah, no, that's a uh, real, just, it's a just, real cool.
9: Uh, just a quick one to you. How's how's Stephen Dobby playing? How do you rate him?
3: Um, that's an interesting one. That's a really interesting one. He's a he's a very very talented player but he don't don't like tackling does he um yeah. um he's, he, he's being used sort of sporadically he tends to be the first one substituted if he starts or or you know or he will come on at some point in the second half um loves a shot which i like but but he's not quite there. I don't know what they did to him at Brighton, which I <laughs> speculate, but but I, but <laughs> I won't. But uh, yeah, I'm a little, my little, just a little bit. I mean, I can see there's a really good player there, and I remember what he did with you guys. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic for you. I thought he was the difference, the sort of the catalyst in a lot of was, yeah, he was. That's right. But no, no, he's done. He's done all right. Um, again, obviously, he, he can play against you. Kevin Phillips can't. But um oh, but, uh, that, so, I was not know that. Yeah, no, do you not. No, 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 Phillips. Oh right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes, yeah, so at least that. <laughs> you, at least you won't get that problem with him. Oh, is not totally stupid, though. No no. <laughs> no, no, he's done one good thing for you there. But, <laughs> he no, doesn't but
7: win us um, up yeah. that
3: easily. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I mean, in terms of your style of play, I'm interested to know. Uh, I will let you go. I promise. But I'm just interested to know. Um, obviously, you've got that cut-out pitch and the problems there. Have yeah. you changed your style as a result?
8: Uh, well, I think
9: Paul Ince has he's come in, and I think he's just da- he's, he's just trying to play a damage limitation. In that, he, he actually came out in the press and said, "I don't want to get rid of this ridiculous gung-ho mentality." Uh, whether that's for better off or for worse, you know, remains to be remains to be seen. But we're we're basically playing a lot more defensive than we used to, and we are a lot more hard to break down. We don't concede nearly as many chances. Um, so we seem to be a bit more organised and we've got two very good centre-halves now. Uh, Gary McKenzie and Kirk Broadfoot are both centre-halves and they're both pretty good from set pieces. So that's traditionally an area where we, we never seem to score. So we're, qu- we're quite good at getting goals from corners now. So I'd just say watch out for that. But as for the free-flowing attacking football, it's pretty few, few and far between.
3: All right. Well, that's <laughs> kind of, I kind of feel good about that now. <laughs> um, i not sure Stop what us any corners and you should win. Oh god, no! We'll definitely give you corners. Don't worry about that. We don't like defending them as well, so I just don't know what. Yeah, it could. You could could see a massive scoreline, but eight all. But um, it'll be one all. That'll be my prediction. I'll go. I'll go for one all. One all. Um, so, just no. be- Brilliant. Okay, just before we let you go, Joel's got a quick question for you.
8: Joel. Yeah, no, no. i was just saying. Uh, do you think Ince Junior will definitely go at the end of the season? I mean, you know, we obviously we had. You you had the same problem with him as we had with Wilf, and, and obviously the money talks because of the vast amount. Do you think that he'll still be with you? Uh, or you heard any whispers about any deals or anything? You think he might go back to Liverpool? And
9: I think if we go, if we get relegated, he'll definitely go. Uh, no question. But if, if he still... don't, what if he don't get relegated? Do you
8: um,
9: he has been making a lot of noises in the press saying you know he's very happy here, and his dad's been saying. I think it's all up to Paulins really and I think he's been advising him just to stay at Blackpool because he knows he's going to be guaranteed to get games week in, week out um, I think if he goes to a Premier League club like one of the big ones like Man United, Liverpool, etc that he's not going to be starting so possibly
4: we might know, a
9: bit of what done with Zahar perhaps, you know, like buy for half the season <laughs> loan him back but um, mm. I, th- I think he's going to go to be honest I mean he's playing week in week out the under twenty one, so when you reach that level I think there's only one way you can go.
3: So I think I think right. he'll
9: go. I think will go first. I would if I was him. How
8: much <laughs> yeah. <do you> think, <laughs> how much? Yeah.
9: Um anything less than six million will be disappointing. Um probably eight million is a fair
3: price, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. All right. John, as ever, it's been a massive pleasure to speak to you. Um and as ever, I wish you well. Other than the game against ourselves,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> but um, yeah, take care, mate, and um, I'm sure hope well. Well, in in a way, I hope we won't speak again for a while. <laughs> because, yeah, um, I know what you're saying. Yeah, yeah but um, but I'm sh- hopefully it's not for you, the fact that you go down or anything. I'm sure you'll be all right. And uh, yeah, listen, mate, best of luck, and we'll uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Yeah, okay. cheers, John. Cheers, John. Bye. 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 Okay, that was John Aspinall, uh, the Seasiders podcast he runs. So, uh, actually, its i I've said it before. Last time I described it as mildly amusing, which he enjoyed, but uh, it's a genuinely a very, very good uh, football podcast as well. So, do do give it a listen if you're uh, if you're into listening to um just to, just in general to football podcasts. Oh, I did well on that, didn't I? <clears throat> listen, we have got to talk about Barnsley. There's a load of tweets come in on, on predictions for scorelines as well. So. Uh we'll do some predictions. Alex, help. Alex.
6: Hello, 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 sorry. Predictions ah, yeah. for the Blackpool game. We've got you my Palace, uh Warren Dorking and Lau Jensen gone for a two one. <laughs> Jack Rendell, Gaz gone for a three two Palace. Barbara Paul and Paul Martin have gone for three one palace.
3: Okay, brilliant. Um there's a some, some on Facebook that I wanted to put out as well but I didn't do I didn't click on the right thing I became distracted by the four web reviews I forgot to read out hmm. I don't know if we can go back to those probably not really probably not now uh, and now my Facebook's crashed so sorry everybody who commented on Facebook some predictions I'm going to get Joel's prediction instead what do you reckon mate? two, uh, two. prediction of uh, Blackpool versus Palace Hello? Two two. Hello? Is anyone actually there? Yeah, I'm, here. I'm breaking up there. Oh, there we go. <clears throat> oh, if I can't believe this. Alex is gone. Uh, Joe, i finally heard you say 2-2. Two two. Mikey's going to steal this for the next week's introduction. It's unbelievable. Mark, are you actually there? Yeah, I can just about hear you. Yeah, I think we'll win 2-1. <laughs> Fantastic. You can hear me because I cut it out as well. <laughs> uh. So know it's guys? I'm going in this bloody show. It doesn't sort itself out in a minute. I'll tell you. Okay, tits up. Listen, I, I've got some predictions in. I really don't know what's going on. It's like it's every show at the moment. There seems to be a massive meltdown right at the end of the show. Like the other week, it was because we just basically lost our minds. I can't even remember what we were talking about. But this week. This week is a technical failure, and and now Mikey's pressing buttons behind the scenes. I just was in such a good mood (laughs) earlier. Oh, dear. Right, okay. Alex, you're back. Do you remember what I was asking you? About predictions or something? Yeah, you said some. Have we got... mm, mm, Did we get through them? It's hard to remember, isn't it?
6: We got got through about 90% of them. There was one more. Two more, actually.
3: It'll do. It'll do. Go on. If you go, do them.
6: Lawrence Doe thinks Palace are going to win 2-0. Murray's going to get both. Kira Nash has gone for a 6-0 with a hashtag optimistic. So I can understand that. And Joe Hunt says he really doesn't care as long as we win. And I probably <laughs> agree with that.
3: That's fair enough. Uh, Mark, did you give a prediction? I became confused and bewildered. <laughs> uh, Palace to win 2-1. All right. All right. okay. I think, honestly think, having listened to uh, to John give a slowdown on what's going on there. I think we could see uh, the first 0-0 in, in a while. Have we had a 0-0 recently?
6: Bolton, hmm. I can remember, was one.
3: Yeah, yeah, go. First 0-0 since Bolton. I've Just because some. I've got to drive bloody miles. Uh, what you got, Joe?
8: DJ Suarez says we'll lose 2-1. Bub says we'll win 4-0. Premier fans says 1-0 to us. And a quick game 2 says 4-0, but only if Kells is there.
3: <laughs> yeah, we all know what that's about. Um, interestingly... Uh, is that a twin a, room or, 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 or For uh, God's sake. No, go. <laughs> uh, the score predictions seem to be showing a, a very, very positive light on what people are expecting. So again, is that unrealistic expectations? Maybe. Maybe it I mean, is. John Oswynn uh, was chatting pop- mm-hmm. chat with us just now. Yes, it <laughs> basically <laughs> Telling yeah. that's just on there. how bad
2: things are for, for Blackpool.
3: It's made us all feel very optimistic. Um, we won't worry about the stats for Blackpool, but uh, Mark, you've got some for Barnsley. Uh, yeah, I have. You caught me out now. Oh, like that. I can listen it's fine um, I can uh, I can talk that,
5: for a yeah. uh, no top scorers for Barnsley Chris Dagnall, 10 goals Craig Davis 9 he's already left the club <laughs> <Craig> <laughs> Davis. and uh, yep. Jason Scotland's also at the club he's got five goals Barnsley are 23rd in the league with 44 points from 38 games so their away form this season is played 19 one five drawn four lost 10 they've won at uh, Birmingham Charlton Millwall Blackpool and Middlesbrough. Uh, Their last six games on Saturday, they lost 2-1 to Sheffield Wednesday. They beat Watford at home 1-0. They beat Brighton 2-1 at home, and they drew 1-1 away at Burnley. And the uh, other game was a 3-2 defeat at home to Bolton. Based on their last six games, Barnsley are 17th in the form table with uh, seven points from six games. Palace are currently 19th. Um, They've conceded 24 of their 60 goals this season in the first 15 and last 15 minutes of their matches. So 40% of their goals this season have been conceded in the first and last quarter of an hour of their games. And Barnsley have scored at least one goal in each of their last 16 matches. And they've only failed to score in six of 38 games this season. And um, it's 38 games, yeah, 38 games since Barnsley were last involved in a match that ended in an own score draw, Chris. Your prediction. Uh, of course, we played Barnsley at Oakwell back on the 23rd of October and the game ended 1-1. The team that started that day, actually, it was Baroni, Ward, Delaney, Ramage, <laughs> uh, Joy, Garvin, Blassie, July, Moritz, uh, Murray. And that's the summary.
3: Um, what the f- fuck? Thanks, Mark. Most of that most of that, come through, but the, again, the internet's going crazy. Um, it's quite good, because every now and then it'll be like a long pause and it'd be really, really hard if fast speaking i enjoyed it and mark um, you should always speak glad i'm face. glad i spent um, all the
5: time doing it. no reason at all
3: no no <laughs> that's brilliant we we can't hear you but we can just hear <laughs> you in a hilarious comedy speaking way <laughs> oh i just swore oh, i swear no, sorry um anyway um that was good thank you mark and interestingly if you ever meet mark at a match if you press a certain area on his back he comes out with all those statistics about any team that you mentioned <laughs> so back, just so try that when you see him. Um okay, listen, predictions from the uh, from the uh, other anyone other than Mark I think. Um in case he says it in a high pitched fast voice. Um Joe, what do you reckon about the Barnsley
2: game?
6: Uh, uh, 2-1. Just
8: two one. It's just uh, it'll take
3: one game at a time, two one. Alright. Al, enthusiasm, what do you reckon?
6: One all. That's not
3: enthusiastic, is it?
6: As um, enthusiastic as I can get, based on the last two performances.
8: You and me, Al, we're we're there. Both of us are feeling
3: like that. Listen, but, I'll tell you what. Uh, look, under uh, under, I think it's David Flickcroft, Barnsley of um, yeah. a bit of an inconsistent side. They've done, they've you know, they've done some had some, some very impressive results, but um, I do I do fancy us to give them a, a, a turning over at Sadler's Park. I think with with the way that we uh, played against Birmingham, I think. There's gonna be a bit of a um a reaction. I think there'll be a bit of a reaction against Blackpool, but it's a difficult game to do. But um yeah, I know, sharp. But I think I think we'll really I think we're gonna give Barnsley a really hard time at Sellers Park and I think we'll um, I think we can see, I can see a three four nil on that one to us You, could,
6: you can really? see us keeping a clean sheet at home. They've scored oh, yeah. sixteen games in a row. No way. A clean yeah. sheet yeah. with Shall our defending not? and we can't beaten in the year. Be positive. I am, I am positive, but so am I. I just can't see us ever keeping a clean sheet ever again I in my whole entire life.
3: <laughs> We're going to keep a clean sheet. Can we place a bet on this if, live on air? You're in a hotel. Yeah, right. Me, Al, just you though, Alex. Because I know you need the money. <laughs> I'm, I'm a student. What do you expect? Exactly. Taylor. Taylor says we keep a clean sheet against Barnsley.
2: Fiver. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: All
6: right,
2: it's
3: worth
6: boys.
2: getting out
6: of the fiver,
3: isn't it? This is students in right. the sun. Yeah, this is students in the Al, just for you, my bets are 10 of yours is a fiver.
6: Oh, yes.
3: There you go. Profit. So, oh, uh, it will spend, spend it on yeah. beer and drugs. Don't encourage you. <laughs> what,
6: That's street, film,
5: yeah. And <laughs> just
3: prostitutes.
5: Quiet, quiet, quiet. Just prostitutes. Anyway, well.
3: listen, I hope you've uh, enjoyed some of what we've done today. i very good for five quid. <laughs> You're still talking? the <laughs> man Let
6: the man finish. <laughs>
3: <sighs> I'm, I'm uh, <laughs> seeing a message come back in from from John Aspinall from something that Joel <laughs> insulted him with. Well done, John. We'll uh, we'll talk to Joel about that after the show. What's that, well, hang nice. on. Thank you to everyone who listened today. I hope you enjoyed at least some of it, and uh, we'll be back again for you next week.
2: Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.
0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.